bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rock fishing show Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, uh, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area and with Louisiana involved. Also, stories around the USA and the world. And, Ricky, each Friday we're here. We want to thank these people for sponsoring our show. Oh, yeah, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call, the area code 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane. 1240.com anywhere in the world if you have an alexa just say alexa play kane 1240 and you can also listen on to kane radio on any accessible internet device we're live here at the studios of 107 west main street here in new iberia or uh, downtown right next to victor's cafeteria which is open and uh, Rick, freshwater and saltwater fishing was shaking, my man. Tony, the saltwater's picked up a little bit. I talked to a couple of my friends. They've been catching a few specks. You know, no monsters, but some some good eating size specks. Uh, I guess since the river is down and it'll probably be down for a while, the the saltwater is very, very good. You know, the salinity, in other words. And uh, one of my friends was telling me you got to you know ride around and find the best water. Or fishable water, should I say? But uh, you know, salt water's been picking up pretty good. Yeah, with that, Rick. Too, uh, with regards to fresh water, I mean, it's uh, man. I'm seeing stories and uh, pictures and yeah. all with the Mississippi River up north of us. Just, uh, I mean, you can walk out a quarter of a mile yeah. uh, from where the river used to be yep. and uh, not find any water. Right. I mean, it's uh, you know, and that's what uh, flows into uh, Chaffalaya Basin, that's and right. uh, there's a lot of other ways to get water in there. And yeah. I mean, when you look at, boy, Rick, when you look at the uh, the level of the, the the river stage, yeah, yeah, and Butte La Rose. I mean, we talk about flatline. We're talking about four and a half feet. Yeah, it's uh, only working and, with the tide. Yeah. yeah, and we're talking about we don't see any movement at all. Tony, I've been fishing, putting down around me at Point. The water is very, very, I mean, like, you know, everybody knows it's low. So I'm just, you know, trying to tell everybody, please be careful. Um, they got some stumps. Now, now the best place to put down is probably going to be Bayou Benoit because uh, Benoit is, is a deeper channel coming out into the GA cut. And there's a lot of places now you can't even get to. Uh, I was talking to some of my friends this morning, unless you have an airboat. I know Sherrington now is, is what we call landlocked. Uh, like I said, unless you got an airboat, you can get out of there. But as far as for an outboard, there, there's no way. And uh, I've been fishing Sherrington some and been fishing around Miet Point, but the water is very low, Tony. And, uh, Rick, uh, with the weather coming up, uh, the cold weather, these fish, really, with the water being low like that, have yeah. uh, nowhere to go, too. Well, they're, they're trapped. Uh, you know, Sherrington is just one big, giant uh, lake right now, you could call it. Uh, and really, the, the deepest water, and in, in, besides down around Miet Point, is uh, in the GA cut. You know, now around Miet Point, they got some deep, deep water. But as far as for average, yeah, the basin is very low right now. And, Rick, with that, with the basin being so low, uh, has the two lakes, Forest Point and Dotrieve, seen any action that you're aware of? <clears throat> Tony, I haven't really, like I said, I've been doing so well in the basin, and until the basin rises, you know, I'm not trying to be 
uh, smarty or nothing, but I, I love the basin. It's like I love the lake. But, mm-hmm. you know, until that water, and, and man, it, like you said, lowers in Mississippi is it may be a while <laughs> before we see the basin even come up in, any at all, you know? Yeah, and you wonder uh, if uh, with the Mississippi River up around St. Louis, even Memphis up in that area, I'm talking yeah. about the sandbars all oh, yeah. over the place. You can uh, almost walk across, yeah. The, the barges can't uh, hardly move. You know, the tugs yeah. pushing barges, which bring down the corn, you know, down to this right. area and uh, and all through the extremities and yeah. the tributaries that follow up through the Ohio and the Missouri and yeah. uh, I mean, wow. It's just oh, really yeah. wow. But I'd imagine, Tony, with these fronts that's been coming through, the lake uh, the lake is very tidal and, and uh, it's subdued to the north wind. So I'd imagine the water is, is pretty also pretty low in the lake also with the north wind. Yeah, just it's just amazing too, Rick. And uh, like you said, uh, with the basin at around four and a half under five feet right now, the fish is pretty good. You oh, know? it's just awesome. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, you've had a lot of success yeah. with what – and speaking of success, what's working for you right now, Rick? Tony, I've been throwing two baits. It's uh, a humdinger, you know, a uh, quarter-ounce spinnerbait which is no secret. Everybody, you know, that fishes around here knows about the humdinger. And I've also been throwing, it's called a, a little lug worm. It's a, it's a little four-inch worm. I've been throwing black with a uh, blue speck. And I've been throwing, uh, it's like a motor oil color. Uh, uh, it's got like a little chartreuse in it with some red, uh, red flakes. And, uh, I mean, it's just it's been, that, that's been my two favorite baits uh, lately. Uh, we, we might have, let's see if we have, a, call yeah, if we have yeah. a caller on the line. Welcome to Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show. You're on the air. Hello. Well, I guess uh, we don't oh, have a call. Must have dropped out. Yeah. But anyway, that's been my two favorite baits, Tony. Uh, watermelon red. I, I went blank there for a minute. Watermelon, watermelon red. I get it out in a second. It's put All out right. by. Uh, it's a lug worm, and then I've been throwing. You know, it's a dark color with with the blue specks. Depending, the watermelon red has been doing good in like dingy water, and then naturally that uh, that opaque color. Has been been uh, real good in, in the clear water. I guess it's the blue specks. I don't know what it is with the blue, but uh, I've tried a solid color. It's not as good as that blue speck. But uh, like I said, those have been uh, my favorite, and that's been going on for like the last two months. I mean, and, and anytime you've yeah. gone, you hit your limit. Oh and man, well, yeah, some I nice sent fish. you. I sent you pictures. Uh, I, I've and, got them. Yeah, we, uh, you're right. We're gonna do a fish fry Sunday. You know, good Lord's willing, and uh, we'll be able to fry up some fish Sunday and, and have a, a few friends over and pick up some plates. Anyway, uh, right now, Rick, and with regards to that, you know, saltwater fishing uh, this time of the year, it always gets pretty good. Like you mentioned yeah. earlier, the salinity in the water. Right. You've got to find a little clean water. But uh, right now, with uh, the the way the basin's so low, uh, yeah. it's kind of flushed out. Right. And uh, the, the But for some reason, Tony, they've been hitting them uh, out around Tiger Shoals. That, that, that's all I've been hearing, Tiger Shoals, Tiger Shoals. So it's been uh, – it's been doing good over there. Yeah, I hadn't heard much about the cove or anything with Shark Bayou up in that area, uh, the old trash pile, uh, just areas in that bay inlet, you know, I uh, hadn't heard much. And, you know, right. sometimes around some of the empties around the canals, whether it be the Delco Canal, Intercoastal City, those places. You now know. that you say that, there's a hole out by Avery Island. When you go out to Avery Island Canal that dumps into the uh, the main channel right there, they have been catching some monster redfish right there. I, oh, forgot, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. They're All fishing right. shrimp, shrimp on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, just uh, interesting right now, Rick, uh, with that in the river stages. Uh, um, and what's working for you and also, um, yep. wow, it's just. Uh, well, I'm going to ride the wave, Tony, because it's sooner or later, you oh, know, we'll. Uh, oh, yes. It's going to take a lot of rain. But once that basin starts bumping up, it, uh, uh, 
That'll be it for the year, so I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Yeah, you're right about that. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the action taken by the Louisiana uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Commission to modify the speckled trout size and bag limits. And it's just a, a, a comment period right now uh, right. with what they'd like to see. You know, they're going from the current length of uh, 12 inches out to uh, 13 and a half. They're going to cut the daily uh, limit of 25 fish down to 15. And uh, personally, uh, I personally think it's good. You know, uh, you, you know, we've talked about it on this show that, yep. you know, if you catch 25 uh, uh, specks and you're out there with a friend and he catches 25 that's a hundred fillets, and uh, a lot of fish. Uh, you got to eat fish every day for uh, two months, you know, yeah. to, to fill that out. That's so right. uh, a lot of people don't want to eat fish every well, day. No, not they every day. They got people want to eat maybe yeah. two or three times a week. Yeah. Now, if you cook them different, Tony, I'm, I'm sorry for buttoning yeah. them, but they, they the good bait. You can saute them. I mean, fry them. I love to fry mine in peanut oil, but anyway, I don't want to get off track. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that too, Rick, uh, you know, the uh, southwest portion of the uh, uh, parishes that are uh, contiguous to the uh, Gulf and all, uh, Cameron, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, some of a million. They have a 15 uh, speckled trout limit now. Right. Uh, the size, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the size limit uh, of uh, 12 inches, but it's a 15. I want to say it's 12 or 14, Tony. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a 15-inch limit. Yeah. I mean, a 15 uh, <coughs> uh, possession yeah, limit right now yeah. uh, with Creel. And uh, right. the, according to uh, this guy, uh uh, Jason Adrians, who's a marine fish, fisheries biologist, uh, he said other Gulf states' limits range from 15 inches to 17 inches even yeah. and have not seen uh, disapportionment of impacts to the female portion of the stock. Additionally, he said uh, it modifies uh, the modifications in the rule creates one state wide size and bag limit, removing the separate regulations in the coastal uh, western Louisiana. Of course, that's Cameron Parish, basically. Yeah. The biologist said his team uh, took into account the uh, L.A. Creole data to determine the new bag limit. And when you look at the bag limit, it does show uh, some more trends. Adrian uh, said that the average actual clo- uh, closer to the five fish, 85% of the success for angler trips and harvesting nine fish per angler trip. However, when you d- adjust the bag limit, all the successful effort from uh, above the new bag limit shifts down, but adjusting to 15 fish doesn't matter because most people only catch two. I, I, I can't say that uh, uh, I've been out there uh, fishing and only caught two specks. You know, usually, mm-hmm. like usually, uh, if you, you know, of course you're with a guide, they know where to go and do. But yeah. a, a lot of average fishermen, you know, if they catch five, six, seven ba- uh, uh, specks, specks yeah. yeah, that that that's about uh, right a, a limit that you perceive, unless you want to stay out there for yeah. eight hours. Well, time know. and time of the year also, Tony, totally is everything. Oh, yeah. Like this, this, this is a time for speck fishing. The fall. You know, everybody uh, along the coast knows that, which, uh, you know, especially with the water being low right now. Sure. And then we get a couple of fronts in. So, anyway, it's uh, time has got a lot to do with it. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize the loss of the habitat, Rick. Yeah. And, and that's coming into play uh, uh, strangely. Charles, and, oh, yeah. yeah uh, and that's why I think the creel limit is is uh, is warranted, too. With regards to that, it's not just because we don't have the productivity, but right. the estuaries uh, are basically, you know, you're seeing a lot of the changes in the shorelines and yeah. things of that nature. And, and also uh, your food chain also. That, that's yeah. right. You know, so, uh, you know, you know, just what the hurricanes have done to the coast over the past uh, 20, 
25, 30 years, Man. it's been, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's really uh, eating up a lot of it. And, uh, sure has. It, you know, the term overfish uh, is a management term, but uh, yeah. it can be a little misleading, too, you know, in that yeah. regard. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's all coming down. But during the last two and a half years, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has held eight public meetings across the state and issued multiple surveys to the public and collected hundreds of public comments on this topic so uh it's gonna definitely make bigger fish yeah, and it's just it uh it's just yeah it's, it's gonna be a good program and this is all a comment time too yeah. but uh and if you know you don't speak up and tell them what you feel and thoughts and all yeah you know this this goes into helping them uh you know, with the the new fish limits and all that, uh, oh, yeah. whether that uh, they're going to go stay at twenty five, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen looks like it's more in line with yeah. other states too. And, uh, and then what the we size need limit, to Tony, that, that's, that's going right. to definitely help that's bigger right. bigger specs. That's uh, right. You know, when, when you manage a, a program like that, we do that with our pond, and it, it makes a big big difference. You know, you gotta you gotta take some small ones. And, you know, keep your brute stock. And uh, once you balance it, and there's big fish. I oh, mean, oh know, I do it agree. Definitely, it definitely helps. It really uh, does. I do agree. And, uh, you know, it's just it, it it makes it still where you just like what happened 20 years ago with the uh, red snapper, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, they used to about fish that fish out. Right. But uh, coming back to some limits and all, and I know a lot of uh, fishermen, are, 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 um, you know, they just think two at the time, you know, a year ago or so. And they moved it up to three. Then had a little four fish limit for a week, uh, couple, uh, last week. So, yep. uh, oh yeah, it's uh, you know they're making a big comeback. And you're talking about the locals go out there uh, in deep water to fish for red snapper. They say you can walk on them. You oh know, yeah, they're just some, tremendous. Some, but that, those yeah. are all good things. That's right. Some buddies of mine that dive, and I, I wouldn't do that. But anyway, they say, man, it's like the Red Sea down there. Yeah, they got so many snapper. And not only that, too, but that all came into place, too, with duck hunting. I can remember back in the day, you could only shoot one greenhead. Yeah. You know, so uh, they, they're just trying to uh, – uh, people who abuse it, uh, yeah. Rick, you know, that, that's what they're trying to, uh, yep. to, uh, to move on. And uh, we'll talk about some of that abuse uh, a little later on. But, uh, folks, uh, it looks like uh, if you, you don't necessarily like the 15 uh, fish limit with the specs, you need to say something. But if you do, you need to also speak up yeah. and uh, voice your opinion, see how it's done. And uh, hopefully uh, that will all come into play. And when they make their final uh, decision, which it looks like it's where it's going right now, uh, I think it's a, uh, an opportunity for comment yeah. period. I think till, it's a good, a good around deal, the end Tony. Of the year. Yeah. I agree it's with gonna you. Ha- it's going to help the fishery. I, I really do believe that. Uh, I, I, I concur. Anyway, you know, squirrel season opened up, and uh, when the squirrels don't show themselves much, if at all, yeah. you know, more often than not, uh, veteran squirrel hunters come back uh, with a limit on opening day. But uh, anyway, you know, squirrel season opened up, and boy, the, uh, talking to some people out there at Lake Force Point, and I read an article also on that, uh, uh, the land in rural Iberia Parish, they started hunting uh uh, about a, an hour before uh, sunrise or half hour before sunrise, which is a law, and to no avail. But, uh, you know, squirrel hunting, as we talked many times on this show, up around there in Evangeline, Paris, and Ville Platte area, man, that's like the sugar cane that's, festival up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they shut everything down to go squirrel yeah. hunting, while the majority of squirrels uh, people see in the, in the few weeks earlier on the property uh you know, in cypress trees and all. But uh, if you like to squirrel hunt, a lot of kids get started like that, Rick. Yeah. Uh, who squirrel hunting, you know, instead of with the big birds and all. So uh, uh, in that regard. So uh, and I knew I know buds uh, up in north Louisiana. That was a big opportunity for them oh, man, yeah, uh, to go squirrel hunting. Yeah, big time up there. 
Oh, you're right about that. Anyway, elsewhere, I saw this article, too, and I thought it was important that the, in 2022, the United States uh, uh, or the U.S. state of bird report reveals widespread losses of birds in all habitats except okay. the wetlands. The wetlands? That's right. Hmm. Anyway, uh, in the 50 years, birds have increased all in the wetlands. And, you know, uh, Ducks Unlimited, those guys, man, I mean, they're the meat yeah. of the duck hunters. Oh, no doubt. And they, yeah. uh, the, the things they set in place, I think uh, Ducks Unlimited has been around, I don't know, 50, 70 years, oh, something like least, that. Yeah, you know, least, maybe yeah. even 80 years. And, uh, you know, they they see and they, they cater to uh, the big birds. And uh, you like to see that. And they had their, I think, their Ducks Unlimited meeting. I'm trying to remember if it was, I think it's, I don't know if it's this week or maybe, uh, maybe I think it may be next week. So uh, and they yeah. usually have it out at the RV uh, facility uh, uh, out at uh, uh, the air base. So um, those guys, man, they just do, do a lot of, a lot of help. Uh, oh, yeah. And it says here the in the Birds Report unequivocally affirms uh, that the success of the, as it, they, we talked, the DU launched 85 years ago, Ducks Unlimited 85, launched. okay. So here, uh, and Ducks Unlimited uh, CEO Adam Putman, uh, the waterfowl and other wetland bird species have succeeded where so many other bird populations are in dire straits thanks to the investment and our supporters and the science-based approach to our habitat conservation work. Uh, and the findings, uh, here are the findings. More than half of the U.S. bird species are declining. Didn't realize that. Uh, the United States grassland birds are among the fastest declining with 34% loss since 1970. Surprise. Water birds and ducks in the U.S. have increased by already 18% and 34% respectively during that same period. Okay. Wow. Anyway, uh, also 70 newly identified tipping point species have uh, each lost 50% or more of their population in the past 50 years and are on track to lose another half in the next 50 years if nothing changes. Uh, they include the beloved gyms such as uh, uh, hummingbirds, uh, songsters such as the golden wing uh, marblers, uh, oceanic travelers such as the black-footed uh, albatross. Uh, it kind of surprised me. Mm. I thought the albatross was a pretty, uh, pretty good stable bird, meaning uh, in the numbers. But uh, they're talking about that, that bird kind of going, huh. you know, if you remember the dodo bird, was it, basically they beat so much uh, to death over the years, and they declined and went out extinct. The passenger pigeon was another one. Anyway, the rapid decline in birds signaled the intensifying uh, stresses that wildlife and people alike are experiencing around the world because of the loss of habitat. Habitat, and, yeah. And uh, the report also used five sources of data uh, in that regard. Uh, while the majority of the bird species are declining, many water bird populations remain healthy thanks to decades of collaborative investments in hunters and uh, landowners, state and agencies, and you know as well as I do, uh, the Ducks Unlimited group, uh, just as we mentioned earlier, do an unbelievable yep. job. Uh, last time I was in the basin, Tony, last weekend, I seen two big flocks of teal, and us. uh it's been a while since I've seen teal, you know. Yeah, I know you but, uh, mentioned. They were two, two large flocks, yeah. I, I remember you telling me a lot of wood ducks, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. constantly the wood, is, the wood yeah. ducks. We see a lot of woodies, yeah. Anyway, uh, data show that the conservation uh, must be stepped up to reverse the biggest declines in shorebirds down by 33% since 70, grassland birds down 34%, and recognize the need uh, at bigger, faster scales for and organizations for sectors in even Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., uh, Indigenous nations are collaborating on the Central Grasslands Roadmap. 
anyway, it's just interesting, uh, yep. you know, with the birds population, uh, I'm sure birds outnumber humans on the earth, uh, probably by billions oh, yeah. in, in that regard. But uh, interesting, uh, Rick, uh, uh, like I said, with this regard. Anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break here this morning. You're listening to Cane uh, Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. On Sunday, no Saints game, no problem. T.K. Hewlin and Steve Adams are back 2-6. to six. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU. And no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. You know, Rick, uh, with the hunting season uh, cranking up, especially the deer hunters, boy, you know, I hadn't seen that many, uh, 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 you know, uh, four-wheelers running around that much in that regard. Just but, a few, uh, Tony, just a few. You know, yep. with uh, you know, of course, in the last couple of years with the COVID situation, uh, yep. uh, hopefully, uh, but those hunters, uh, of course, you, you're out in the woods, too, and there's not much chance of you passing on uh, COVID, but uh, right. out in the wild, and that's why uh, you saw a lot of fishing licenses being sold. Remember, they were selling yeah. two to one. Oh, yeah, triple. Uh, triple that's triple right. One and, year, yeah. And a lot of people playing golf uh, out on the golf courses and all. So uh, with that hunting season, it's wide open now uh, uh, with the deer hunting. And, uh, of course, uh, all you deer hunters, you know the sections that you're able to hunt in. Uh, that's something looking at a map <laughs> just yeah. to designate uh, when you could shoot, what you could shoot, and uh, and uh, what uh, of the uh, – 
the, the deer, that uh, female, or the, the doe, I should say, or the buck. And uh, those right. guys are going to work night, right now. So uh, a lot of fun for the – I've never – I can honestly say I've never been deer hunting, Rick, so I don't know much about it. I know yeah. you've got a son that's, uh, oh, yeah. that loves to deer hunt mm-hmm. when he has the opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, with the deer and archery and uh, modern firearms, uh, you guys, uh, uh, to make sure you do it right, uh, go to that website, negotiate through it, and see what area you're in, and uh, make sure uh, that you obey the rules and regulations. Yeah. I uh, think this past weekend, Tony had a customer on. She was telling me that uh, her husband went to Arkansas, and it was in the 20s up there. I said, well, that's <laughs> – oh, I wish him well. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope you got a lot of good Woo! hot gumbo. Man, that's – yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, so yeah. uh, anyway, but uh, it's a lot of guys that enjoy it. And, uh, you know, of course, rabbit and squirrels are open through February 28th on private lands only. So uh, yeah. just be careful where you are and what you shoot. So anyway, follow the follow the rules. Anyway, fishing and shrimping uh, close seasons for the recreational red snapper as it shut down last Friday, I believe at midnight. You had eight days there. Also in the greater amberjack and the great triggerfish along with the red grouper in in state and federal waters. Commercial and recreational flounder season uh, uh, through November 30th. So uh, those are close seasons. And the open recreational season on lane, blackfin, queen, and silk snappers uh, along with the wrenchman. Uh, among uh, snapper species and uh, all groupers except the close for the Goliath and the Nassau groupers in the state and federal waters. In the fall, inshore shrimp season, it's open, folks, so okay. uh, uh, better be a hold of that. Elsewhere, Rick, you know, last year, was it last year or was it the year before? If you were a hunter. Year to before. Find, yeah, if you're looking for ammo. I mean, it would. I mean, the yeah. shelves. Uh, some of the locals and uh, even in Lafayette, some of the bigger stores. Right. Uh, if you were looking for ammo, man, I mean, uh, the yeah. lack of ammo just. Uh, as soon as they amazing. got it, Tony would sell out. They yeah. had a list. Oh, yeah. I remember going, like you said, to the big box. They had a list, and I looked at. it, I said, "Oh man, you know, it's just it's like a whole page full." As yeah. soon as they would get it, they would sell out. Yeah, that's right. And the big box stores, you know, online even uh, it was hard to find ammo. Yeah. And uh, even hunters targeting to reduce, you know, the feral hogs were all forced to be judicious, you know, in taking shots of herds yep. and uh, destroying uh, property that the wild pigs were doing. And uh, last year's story didn't arise from lack of manufacturers. Want to rather than on supply thereof, a lack of, of plastic and primers and powder to send uh, the shot shells and bullets to hunters and target shooters. I mean, yep. just I know recently, uh, about oh, four weeks ago, I went in one of the big box scores looking for a little ammo and uh, for my uh, pistol and uh, and uh, they they had loads of it. What okay. I was looking for and yep. I was kind of surprised too because the last time I was in there uh, looking around, uh, skimpy, it's skimpy. Yep. You, you you couldn't even find any ammo yeah. uh, of what I needed. No, and for the most part, using uh, lead shots. Uh, you know, uh, for squirrel hunters, rabbits, birds, you know, and grab yeah. shells when you can <clears> find them. Right. Man. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, a lot of guys uh, just couldn't find anything. And uh, chats with owners, you know, at uh, local stores and even uh, stores in the area, the shop owner said waterfowl hunters should be able to find enough shot shells to make it through the upcoming yeah. season. So, uh, Tony, back in the day, you know, I said back in the day, a few years ago, a couple of my old buddies, they, they would reload their own shells. And now I guess. I, I did, yeah. I well, used they, to hear they, a lot of that. They, they would like, you know, a little hotter shot, I guess, or more BBs or, you know, just to say more pellets or whatever you want to call it. But, uh. I guess that wouldn't be a bad thing, but it, but you still have to have the stock to, like you just said, you know, with the primers and the plastic and all That's of that right. and the powder, you know, to even do that. But yeah. uh, I remember back when I was younger, we'd, we'd make a couple of hunting trips, and 
I see these older guys picking up these shells, you know. I said, man, what are they doing? So, anyway, they were, they were reloading their own shells. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, hunters using their favorite rifles face a, li- a little different uh, predicament. Uh, that's because producers have concentrated on their productivity on the widely used, you know. Uh, and that said, whether it be the 22 to 4, 40, 45 caliber, the 9 millimeter, which is probably one of the more popular yeah. uh uh, uh, locally in the 45 long coat and short supply. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, they're talking to some of these owners, you know, they tell you don't wait. The hunters often uh, don't think about ammo until the few days before their season begins. But uh, yeah. uh, they're going to have a lot more. And overall, a uh, better supply problem is we just don't know how much will be shipped or how much we'll have after the season begins, right. you know. And that's another yeah. uh, issue that they're going to find out. But uh Winchester, which is a, a bullet I use uh, most of the time, familiar name to a lot of people, launched a series of all hunters should see. Yep. It's called Introduction to Ammunition, uh, Ammunition Ammo 101. It's a four-point series complete with illustrations and informal on the rifle, pistol, rimfire, shot show, ammo, exact, ex, uh, and the basic of the ammunition is what we want to deliver. And the Winchester uh, rep, Matt Campbell, said, with millions of people across the United States starting their journey, in the shooting sports is a new firearm owners providing easy to understand information on ammunition and types is one more way we can help educate our customers uh, the series of shows comp- components uh, manufacturing common uses for rifle pistol and shotgun ammunition and it's free to download go to google introduction to ammunition hyphen uh, ammo 101 all right so that's, pretty that's interesting one of the too. oldest companies tony that's right yeah. winchester I can, when i think of winchester i mm. think of the rifle yeah. you know that's right and uh that's what comes to mind yes sir uh something else uh in the last couple segments of the show to talk about uh you know we haven't mentioned this much but louisiana has an operation game theft inc issued they issue monetary rewards uh, at uh, at instances. You know, when you see somebody just uh, just plugging away with over their limits, yeah. and whatever the case may be, whether it be deer hunting or duck hunting or goose or you know even fishing, uh, yeah. you just see them hauling them in the boat. And that, you know, it just anyway, Louisiana Operation Game Thief, and it's kind of uh, snipping uh, uh, on a friend or, or whatever, but. I mean, there's reasons they have these limits set, so uh, there's enough to go around for everybody and uh, and to to obey the law. But the uh, Louisiana Operation Game Thief uh, Board reviewed six cases that included public tips from informants, and a total of six subjects were apprehended, uh, with a total of two seven hundred and twenty-seven six people, six subjects, seven hundred and twenty-seven offenses were written in regards to the reviewed cases, Dang. and the cases reviewed awarded money to the public for their assistance and consisted of deer, alligator, and turkey cases. And if anybody wishing to report, you know, you see these people just uh, just taking too much of what they should do, Rick, yep. and. Uh, you know, it's a t- hot free toll line, 1-800-442-2511, or, or just uh, use the uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries TIP program, which is TIP-411, and the use of the TIP-411 program, tipsters can text in that uh, the TIP number uh, is 847-411, or download the LADWF TIPS phone, iPhone and Androids. And it was instituted about, uh, oh, I'd say almost 30 years ago, 30, almost uh, yeah, almost 40 years ago in 84, and provides cash rewards for information leading to the arrest of violators of fish and wildlife regu- regulations. Also, funds are raised through private donations 
court-directed contributions and through contributions from cooperative endeavors, agreements with organizers and all. But uh, I, I think it's a helpful number, and it kind of, you know, the game wardens can't be everywhere all the time. Nope. And they've got a lot of people that abuse the uh, situation, and hopefully, uh, and I'm not saying you got to sniff on your, on your friend or relative or neighbor or whatever, but it's just smart to keep all that in line too, Rick. And uh, I don't know, I'm a big believer. Yeah. I hate yep. to see people, I, I find myself uh, out in Bullany parking lot picking up trash where the garbage can's 10 feet away That's from right. you. And you see uh, people just throw trash on the ground or beer yep. bottles or cans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's disgusting uh, when you see that garbage can 10 feet from you. I yep. mean, um, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Anyway, uh, it's a good program, and it's yeah. You know, it's you're thinking, well, I don't want to be a, a you know, to snitch on somebody, but uh, sometimes uh, it, uh, it it's something that should be done. So I know it's tough to do it, but uh, it uh, helps make the world a little better place. I think. Elsewhere, the tides today, of course, Friday, the 21st of October, the sun rose at 7.13. Boy, it's getting later. Daylight savings time is not too far away. I think it's November 5th at 6 or somewhere in that vicinity that weekend. And then sunset will be at 6.31 tonight in the high and low tide chart. The first high tide was at 2.51 a.m. this morning. The next high tide will be at 1.05 this afternoon. The first low tide, uh, a little over an hour away at 9.01 and the next low tide at 7.34. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 22nd of October, sunrise 7.14, sunset at 7, uh, 6.30, excuse me. And the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 2.58 in the morning, and the next uh, high tide at 2.21 in the afternoon, that's Saturday. First low tide Saturday, 8.53 a.m., and the next low tide at 8.35 p.m. Uh, Sunday, the 23rd, the sun's going to rise at 7.15. It's set at 6.29 in the high and low tide chart. First high tide will be at 3.05 a.m. Of course, that's Saturday night, Sunday morning. Next high tide at 3.28 p.m. The first low tide will be at 9.04 a.m. and the next low tide at 9.16 p.m. The average water temperature in southwest pass of Vermilion Bay uh, 75 degrees. Thought it might be a little cooler than yeah. that too, Rick. Yep. But with uh, with that, but uh, with the cool weather we've had the last three or four days. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, uh, Rick, um, we're here each Friday uh, due to these people. Oh yeah, we got to thank our sponsors: Tony Alamo Hydraulic Stores, Heating and Cooling, Coca Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always: Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and dip. <laughs>